Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. We aren't in a series right now, but I am sharing words God is putting on my heart each week. Today's topic is a time to speak and a time to be silent. This comes from Ecclesiastes 3, and the verse starts out like this, and then I'm going to jump over to verse 7. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be silent and a time to speak. I don't know about you. I don't know if I've ever in my life, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I have never sat under a teaching where we were taught to be silent. Now hear me out on this. I am aware of, yes, there's like organizational toxic stuff where you are trained to be silent and not speak up. Like I'm not referring to that right now, okay? I'm referring to, we are given a lot of messages and I have even spoken some of these messages and it's even my heart's desire to help people find their voice and be brave enough to use it. But we've sat under a lot of teachings that tell us, hey, speak up, be bold, be brave, go do and be and big and loud. And it almost feels like the louder you are and the more assertive you are, the more people love it and look at you as somebody who's just so brave. And sometimes that's true. And sometimes the most brave thing we can do is to be silent when we like to jump up on a soapbox and share all the things we ever have thought. So here's what we're going to do today, because before you tune me out too hard, I want you to know, I believe with all my heart what this verse says, that there is a time to be silent and a time to speak. I get very weary when we raise up one over the other. It is not a battle for speaking versus being silent. We are not here to debate which one's better. However, I am going to give you a list of questions that you can kind of run through to help determine whether in certain situations God's asking you to speak up or if he's asking you to be silent. The other cool thing that I love about God when he directs us in this, is it seasonal and situational? Sometimes the Lord will tell me, Rachel, it's not time to speak yet. Did you notice how I said the yet there? He didn't say you always need to be silent forever on this topic. He said, it's not time to speak yet. And when I'm talking about speaking, I also need to clear the air. I am not just talking about getting up on a stage or getting above behind a microphone like I am now. That's not what I'm referring to. Yes, it could encompass that. I'm really even referring to, well, for sure, social media, but also just your everyday life, even maybe in your workplace or with your spouse or with your kids or with some other family members. There is a time to be silent and pray. And then there's another time where you need to speak up. You need to share that something hurt you. You need to communicate something well with them. So let's go through some questions here and then 
hopefully these will kind of help you to determine this moving forward. I also just want to say as a disclaimer, this is not an exhaustive full-on list of questions that will completely seal the deal. However, I do feel like there's eight of them I've got here. I feel like these will definitely get you started on knowing how to just kind of evaluate when you need to speak up and when you need to be silent. So here we go. Eight questions to know. Should I be silent or should I speak? Number one, have I checked my heart? In other words, what are my motives? Number two, do I need to process my own pain first? I cannot tell you how on this one, especially with social media, I see this one getting abused most on social media, sometimes on other public platforms, but when people are processing their pain by speaking up. My friends, as leaders, and again, if you're leading one person, if you are a parent and have a child or you're married or you have a friend or like a leader does not mean of thousands, even if you lead one person, It is our job, it's our responsibility to process our own pain on our own, (laughs) not on other people, not on our soapbox moments, all right? So ask yourself that. Do Do I need to pause and process my own pain? Whatever that looks like for you, if it looks like going to a counselor, if it looks like getting in your prayer closet with the Lord, maybe journaling, but have I processed my pain over this first before I speak up on it. That would be where you'd want to be silent first, okay? The third thing, what's my end goal here by if I choose to speak up or if I choose to be silent? Really, and what I'm asking here is, am I looking for reconciliation or revenge? Because we have done this where we'll use speaking up or silent treatment, we've all heard of the silent treatment, right, as revenge, so speaking up, maybe it's slandering. You know, we, we've all seen those social media posts where somebody lays into some company that they worked for or some church or organization and they just, you know, let everybody know how they feel about that place. Was that for the purpose of like reconciling or helping or was it just revenge? Was it out of their own pain? And then that same thing is true for if I give the cold shoulder to my husband, you know, I give him the silent treatment. <laughs> Am I doing that? From a place of, oh, I want to reconcile with you. So I'm going to give you the silent treatment. Or am I doing it out of a place of revenge? So ask yourself that. What's my end goal here? Number four, have I listened? Have I listened to the topic I want to speak into or to the people or a community that I want to speak into? By the way, side note here, you shouldn't speak up on anything until you truly listen. All right. If you don't know enough about that topic, other than just your one angle, your one perspective, it is not time yet for you to speak up. Now, of course, the only caveat I have to give here is you can speak up by admitting that. Hey, just have to admit, I only have one, my one angle on this right now. That's the only research I have happening in this moment is my perspective. Here's my perspective. If you feel led to do that, great. But I would highly encourage you, here's some angles. That's public uh, facing, but also in your own home. Again, if this is a one-on-one conversation you're having with a family member or something, have you actually listened to them first? Have you listened to their side at all? 
listen first and foremost. Now, here's some other questions I want you to think about. Number five, if I choose silence, will I get resentful? Right. This one I know firsthand for myself. Obviously, that would be firsthand. Sorry for that double there. And I also know from counseling people that sometimes when we choose silence, we are doing it simply because we are avoiding confrontation. (laughs) We are saying, I'm just going to try to be the peacemaker here. I'm not going to say anything. And we think that that's the wise choice. However, if you notice that you have resentment in that area, then you weren't okay with not speaking up. You chose silence out of fear or out of not wanting to confront the actual problem, whatever the thing may be. And by the way, I can speak into this right now with you because I lived most of my life being like this, choosing silence out of fear. I, I will still raise my hand and say I would rather choose silence most of the time. It is uncomfortable for me to speak up. Even now on this podcast, some, these times it can be uncomfortable for me to speak up. I'm going to talk to you about that here in a second. But back to this question, though. If I choose silence in this moment and on this topic, this situation, will I get resentful? And if the answer is yes, that you notice resentment, then you can do two things. One, speak up about the thing. <laughs> That's an obvious one, right? But the other thing you can do is, of course, take it to the Lord and say, Lord, do I just need to process this pain with you? Or is this something that is important enough to me that I do need to speak up on this topic? My friends, don't take resentment lightly. As somebody who has counseled now into the thousands of people and marriages, women, I have seen resentment bring relationships down probably more than anything. It is not something you can take lightly. So if you see that in your heart, deal with it, okay? Now, here's the next question for you. Question number six. If I speak, is it out of love? So if I am choosing to speak up, again, whether it's public platform, social media, or just right there in the comfort of your own home, am I doing it from a place of love? And if you're not quite there yet to do it from a place of love, get to that place of love first. Sit with the Lord first. Ask Him to show you how he sees the situation and the people and the truth that he might be asking you to bring to them. Hey, that's a great thing to speak the truth in love, but just make sure you're there first before you speak up. All right, two more questions for you, and then we'll move into some final thoughts I have. Number seven, have I spoken with the Lord about it first? Really, I should have put that as the number one, (laughs) but first and foremost, go ask God. Like, just say, Lord, this thing rubs me wrong. Are you asking me to speak up on this topic or do I need to remain silent and pray about it for now? He'll show you wherever the peace is, follow that peace and you'll just know, like you'll, you will just know the more you practice this, leaning into him about it, the more you will just have that discernment when you know, okay, I need to be silent for now. And then when it's time to speak, you'll have that same boldness to speak. And number eight, have I sought wise counsel? And wise counsel, again, is not online or anything like that. It is going to be more if you have a trusted friend, if you do have a spouse, uh, if you have a counselor, running the topic by them and saying, you know, this thing really is bothering me and I'm trying to figure out if I should say something about it or not. And 
I know I've had to do that multiple times. I have a, a sister who I can always run things by and we kind of can talk each other down off the ledge as you, some people call it, you know? And if you don't have that person in your life, either one, work to build that community, but also get a counselor that you can do that with, okay? So here are my final thoughts for you. And it's this, I've noticed, I kind of started to mention this earlier, but I want to say this to you and elaborate just a bit. I've noticed the Lord often, I'm not going to say always, but often ask us to do whatever it is that's outside our comfort zone. I think it's because then when something's outside our comfort zone, we have to rely on him. And if you're used to being silent, he is likely calling you to learn to speak up. And then if you're used to always being the one who speaks up, he might be calling you to, hey, why don't you be silent? Let some of these other people learn to use their voice and speak up. So I have a verse for each of you, whether whoever's listening today that you're going, yes, I relate to, I feel more comfortable being silent. You know, for me, uh, years ago, whenever the Lord first called me into speaking and writing and all these things that I'm now doing, I used to have a false sense of humility about my silence because I thought I am just like this peacemaker. I really don't like to speak up. I really don't like platforms. I don't like to be in front of people. And honestly, that's still true. And that can be a good thing about me that I don't have to have, you know, I don't like dream of being the one in front stage and um, always, you know, having something to say that that's not, that could be a good thing for me. However, (laughs) I was using it as a crutch and really, really the truth was I was living under a lot of fear because for me, for me, I know not all of you can relate, especially those of you who love to speak. I have a daughter like this. She can't relate to me on this. But for me, it is so safe not to speak up because guess what? If I don't speak up, no one can reject me. If I don't share an opinion or a thought or how something hurt me, no one can come back at me and say something mean to me or hurt my feelings. Uh, If I don't write that book, which by the way, I did finally write that book, but if I don't write that book, no one can criticize it. No one can even leave a bad review because I didn't write the book. You get my point here, right? Like just be aware if you're one who relates to me and says, you know, it feels a lot more comfortable to just not speak up. Well, that might be true, but I think that God might be calling you out. And I want to read a verse to you, if that's you. Luke 12, 12, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. That's good news for us. I've rested on that so much of, you know what? I, I don't feel comfortable speaking up. I don't want to always you know be the one who is trying to be brave and say the things and be bold. However, when I rest in the fact that, wait, hold on, the Holy Spirit is the one that's what Jesus was telling his disciples. Hey, they were worried about, well, what should we say? What do we do? And there, he, Jesus just said, no, just, hey, chill. He didn't say that, but I'm saying that right now. Just rest in the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you what to say when the time is right. I also, uh, this reminds me of a quote I just recently heard from Lisa Whittle in a community I'm in with her. And she said this, she said, if you haven't been rejected, you probably aren't even playing ball. And that just stuck with me because I think for so many of us, it can be easier to just don't even get in the game. I'm not, I don't even want in the game. But there ha- there comes a point, and I know there was for me, where I finally was like, I'm sick of sitting on the sidelines, watching life go by just because I'm afraid of missing a shot. 
All right, now here's a verse for those of you who you're raising your hand going, I love to speak. I want to speak up about everything. <laughs> and um, first of all, I love y'all. Like people like me, we love people like you in our lives because it's nice having people who want to speak up about all the things. But I also know you carry a big burden with that. Like I've had to recognize that about people in my life that I just always expected them to be the one who spoke up. And I think they have appreciated doing it, but I think sometimes they want a break. They're like, hey, would you speak up, please? And so it's fun when we can all operate in our gifts, but then also encourage each other to step outside our own comfort zones. All right. So for those of you, though, sorry for that tangent. Um, For the speakers, here's this one for you. First Thessalonians 4, 11. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying you should never speak, but that last part, you should mind your own business and make it your amb- your ambition to just do what's right in front of you. And I think that sometimes um, when you do have the gift of speaking and speaking up, it can be tempting to take on things that aren't yours, that you weren't necessarily called to, and that can lead to burnout for you too, because now you're taking on everybody's problems. You're speaking up for everybody. You're, you're joining every cause and every movement, and that can be exhausting and maybe not what the Lord has called you to. All right. So I know I just lovingly challenged each of you, whether where if you stand as you want to be silent or you want to speak up, but hopefully these questions will at least just get you thinking. And that's really our processing for today. I'm I'm not adding an extra process time because I just gave you eight questions you can reflect on. I would encourage you go to today's show notes, go to my website, screenshot these questions that you can reflect on yourself, add extra questions to it as well. Well, before I go, did you know I sent a monthly therapist thoughts email? I promise it's not your average newsletter. Each month, I share a personal note that you won't find anywhere else on the internet, favorite finds, podcast updates, and a free therapy resource. Go to rachelgilbert.com, click the freebies tab, and then click therapist thoughts to join that community for free. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode. I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.